Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome back to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a movie podcast where we'll be taking a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And I am Peter. And I'm Mariano. Who is the sloth to my chunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we probably should put that to rest. Oh, yeah? We should <laughs> We should probably bury that. Okay. All right, <laughs> put we'll, booby we'll traps see. around it. Yeah, well, I, you know, it, maybe it depends on the movie. Um, but anyway, yeah, if you haven't caught on, we are reviewing The Goonies for its 35th anniversary. Kind of crazy to say, man. That's a... Um, 35 that, that's that's Years. people's ages. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, like adult ass people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grown ass people. Uh, the Goonies, man. Um, yeah, definitely one of those uh, classic '80s movies. Um, you know, well, well, we'll get into it a little bit more. Let's let's uh, look at the weekend uh, that this movie uh, released. Uh, the only other movie listed here, and I, I've never heard of it, but it's called Perfect. Who's in it? I'm having a hard time looking at the see the problem with box office mojo, you can't zoom in on the poster, but a female aerobics instructor meets a male reporter doing a story on health clubs, but it isn't love at first sight. <laughs> okay. It kind of looks like Jamie Lee Curtis and John Travolta, but that's that's probably me being racist. Let, let, let's uh let me actually pull up the IMDb real quick here. Yo, you're absolutely right. It is Jamie Lee Curtis and John Travolta. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> and I fucking seen this damn movie. Have you? Any good? Yes, man. Obviously not, because I'm. It's not I don't perfect. Remember it. It's not I remember perfect. Remember the name? <laughs> it's far from perfect. I bet. Oh my god. Oh yep. wow. Okay. Well, maybe that's somebody's a uh, guilty pleasure, but it, I've I've never heard of it before. Um, however, the number one song at the time of this movie's release was. Everybody wants to rule the world by Tears for Fears. Yeah, one of my favorite songs. I love Tears for Fears. I um, they also did shout, let it all out. These are the days yeah. we can. Yeah. No, no, these no, are the things. No. Go ahead. These are the things. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I have to hear the song. It's, it's one of those oh, yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. But is that um, a karaoke? Is that a karaoke go uh, go to for you, Peter? Uh, I would not, not shout, but everybody wants to rule the world. Is okay. Yeah, okay. that one is. Um, this one was also the song that played at the end of Real Genius, uh, which is also a movie that I reviewed. Uh, personal favorite of mine. There, a uh, great song. Uh, just uh, we typically don't do this, but just to throw out the the next two hits, uh, number two, "Everything She Wants" by Wham. I like okay. that one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. And Axel F at number three. What is the, the third one? I missed that. The, that's the uh, Axel F, the uh, Beverly Hills theme, Beverly Hills oh. Cop theme. Oh, got it. Yeah, got the, it, yeah. The, the the instrumental. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I cannot off, sing like... the song because it's called uh, no. Axel F for <laughs> yeah, Foley. You can sing it. You can do that karaoke. You gotta yeah. go do 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 okay, do do. Right. See, that's I how you can... gotta do it. That's one of the very first songs I ever learned how to play on a keyboard in music oh, class. Mm-hmm. Nice. I can still nice. play it. I can still play it. Nice. Um, all right. So the Goonies. Let's get into this. Uh, this movie was 
filmed in Astoria, Oregon. That's also where Kindergarten, Kindergarten Cop was filmed. Um, I joke that it's in my backyard, but really it's about an hour and a half away. You know, it's on the coast. You know, I'm not too far okay. from the coast, but yeah. And um, every, I don't know if it's every year. It might be like every five years, but at some time um, there's certain anniversaries where Astoria, they put on like a Goonies tour kind of thing you know for people that are visiting and they get to go visit the houses and things like this um nice yeah cool kind of thing i i remember being there one year it might have been like 20 25th anniversary but i didn't partake in any of those fun stuff because we were kind of there with like you know other families for you know visiting the coast really so uh this movie mariano was this a movie you grew up watching yes I did not see it in the theater, but I did uh, have a rental, and okay. uh, or somebody had a copy or something. I can't remember, but I know I watched it like multiple times as a kid. Okay, so um, I know typically like uh, the movies from the nineties. Uh, I think the conversation we usually have is like, oh, you were kind of like past that age, you know, you were you know later in high school or whatever the hell. But um, eighty eighty five, you were like what nine or something like that, or I'm. I can't math right now. You're... I was 12. I was 12. <laughs> okay. I'm a, wait, was I nine? Shit. Hey, 12. No, I can't math. Yeah, that's a pretty good age. That's kind of right there in line with uh, all these other guys. Um, it's the wheelhouse of this movie. This movie spoke to me. No, good. Good. It so, did, yeah. So uh, what do you remember uh, about this movie? Like, I don't know if this is one that you frequent. Um, you know, it sounds like it might have been more of like a, a child thing. Childhood. It, um, I haven't I haven't watched it in a while, but uh, it's one of those that I think I would like if it was on, I would watch it. You know, it's one of those, and I've seen it so many times. I know, like beat beat, you know, beat by beat. I know the movie. Yeah. you know what I mean. So yeah, so it's one of my yeah. I didn't realize you know I didn't really think about it till I rewatched it for this, and I'm like, oh wait, this is actually one of my favorites. Like, legit. You had a good time. I had a good time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's directed by Richard Donner, who um, has also done uh, other great movies, including uh, Superman, right? One, and you can say two. Uh, most people have seen the Richard Lester version, which is the one that uh, is kind of widely known. But there was a Richard Donner cut that came out like 2005 or six, where they had to use footage that was actually like rehearsals and stuff, too. And they used that to kind of cut it and, and make what his vision would have been had it been a, a real movie. So it's it's an interesting look because, you know, they didn't have like the final cuts and stuff like that because Richard Donner was fired. But uh, in my opinion, I like his version better than the Richard Lester version. So that's a uh, little... Is that for Superman 2? Superman 2, correct. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I love Superman, you know, the first one. Yeah. The first one. I mean, good. I like two also. I mean, but the first one, because it was one of... It was a... Maybe it was the first superhero movie I've seen. I think, yeah, it, I think it was so. I think so, for a lot was, of people. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, because I, I feel like it came out in 78, if I'm not mistaken. And, yes, um, 78, 79, something yeah. like that, right? And it's kind of like, uh, in my opinion, it's kind of like The Godfather. You know, like the second one is better, but, uh, you know, an argument can be made. Like, well, the first one's really good, too. You know, so you can say like 1A, 1B kind of thing. Yeah, um, the introduction, you know. like, uh, And Christopher Reeve, I mean... I, He'll always be Superman. Oh, always. Me, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I still love the tagline. I, I know this isn't a Superman podcast, but, you know, you, you'll believe a man can fly. You know, right. I, I just, I love that tagline. Um, so the Goonies, you know, this is a, a bunch of kids who are about to lose their homes. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. You know, they go on a 
a uh, treasure hunt, uh, essentially. And then there's uh, bad people uh, as well, the Fratellis, that we're all very familiar with. Um, I One of the other reasons, I mean, aside from like, you know, it, it is a bunch of kids who swear um, and go treasure hunting uh, data. You know, uh, there, yep. there there was a boy that looked like me on screen. So not not only did he look like me, he actually looked like a classmate of mine in second grade. <laughs> um, so data, my favorite. Yeah, even when I was little, I've I've loved data. Uh, those inventions, man, those gadgets. Oh, they're, they're, dude, totally. And they, they pay off. They they pay off, and and I love that he names them. <laughs> it <laughs> um, was awesome dude <laughs> but he is also the most different like you know yep. culture aside mouth you know he, he talks a lot okay big whoop uh mikey is the leader okay well you know somebody's got to lead the goonies and then um you know you have well and then you have the later editions of andy and uh oof What's the other young lady's name? Steph. This is Steph, you see. I already forgot. Um, That's okay. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Chunk, who's kind of barely there, like during the whole treasure hunt, really. Right, exactly. <laughs> I feel, feel bad for that kid. Um, and that's it, right? Oh, and Brad, you know, but older brother. Um, baby Thanos is what I like to call yes. him. Yes. Is that what you call him? Yeah, Baby Thanos. Ba- baby Thanos. <laughs> did, you, did you see like a few years ago when he dressed up as this character? Yes, uh, like, I did. I mean, pretty, it was pretty awesome. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> it was, and, and clearly he's embracing that that role. You know, it's um, it, it's uh, people think of this movie fondly. Like you know, you may not have seen it in a while, but even if you hadn't seen it, people know what the Goonies are. Like oh, they for know sure. it's a group of kids that go on a treasure hunt at the very least. Right. Uh, One Eye Willie, I think, is another thing people remember. Um, what what are some things that you feel is in the lexicon of like pop culture for the Goonies? Um, well, yeah, besides the one I really, um, our man, which, oh shoot, why did I? Sloth. All of a sudden, Sloth, yeah, duh. Yeah. I don't know why. Hey, you guys. I just watched it. It's very quotable. Hey, you guys. Well, I forgot Steph's name (laughs) for a split second. (laughs) Um, I don't know. That's just, for me, I don't, I think it's just there's certain, uh, scenes that are like kind of stick in my mind, you know? Uh, more than anything so like my experience like you know like uh when uh brad like is riding the little the little the little bike <laughs> yeah the girl's bike the little girl's like i want my bike back you know like but him riding down the road i'm all like how did he get that far yeah that is a little tiny ass bike dude and then uh freaking the jerk off who like the guy with the car who's like basically like drives him off a cliff and i'm yeah. like very dangerous you could have killed them Oh, absolutely. Jerk. Yeah. I mean, this movie, there, there's a lot of things you just kind no, of question. Of yeah. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The one thing that I question the most is the, the, the most unrealistic fucking thing. Huh. This, is, this is a story of Oregon, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. That's the okay. Pacific Ocean that you're fucking going into? You're yes. freezing to death. Yes, you're dead. you are. Yeah, you're, dead. You're, you're cold. It's, Forget it's, it. You're it's dead. pretty cold. It, I, I can attest to that. <laughs> if Ocean Beach in San Francisco, which is like a few hundred miles south of, of there... Yeah. It's freezing as fuck. I know Astoria is freezing as fuck. It so. is pretty no. cold. We, yeah, I mean, cold. we will go and play in it, but nobody is like submerging themselves and like, woo, you know, maybe on a hot day, but it did not look very hot. On uh, a hot there. day. That's the only time. Yeah. It, it looked, to me, it reminds me of like uh, Pacifico or, or any any beach around like on the Pacific coast in Cal- Northern California, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what kind of reminded me of in essence too. But I was thinking, I know that water is freezing. And I remember, I remember the first time I went to Ocean Beach in San Francisco, we were kids. We got we got in the water. Mm-hmm. We got out the water real fast. The shit was cold. Yeah, of course. We thought, oh, the ocean. <laughs> I do, I've come from the Pacific Ocean too, right? But way yeah. further south. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm used to like 
65 degree water, 60, you know, 70 degree water, you know, warm water. Yeah. You know, I'm in the warm, you know, I'm in the tropical area of, of the Pacific or whatever. So going into Ocean Beach for the first time and thinking, oh, yeah, the ocean. <laughs> okay. It is, man. Look, <laughs> cold, I, dude, it is I grew up obviously in the Pacific Northwest. So I don't think I really experienced warm, like ocean water until like Hawaii. And also, um, when I went down to Texas for my grandmother's funeral, we're looking at almost a decade ago, and uh, it was like 11 p.m., and the cousins were like, hey, man, let's go hit the beach. I go, man, in the water can be cold. <laughs> like, right. you guys got street lamps out on the beach? <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so we, we just drove onto the beach and just drove for like a few minutes, you know, just uh, kind of away from you know, the, the city and the port and what have you. So we just kind of drove until we got like pitch black and we just left the headlights on. Then we kind of dressed down to our like boxers and just went, went and jumped in the, in the water, man. And it was warm. It was so warm, yep. even at 11 PM, man, Texas I water. It. So, yep. um, yeah, no, it, it is <laughs> definitely cold. Uh, what, you know, this movie, the way it opens up, I just, I love it. How you get like, it's not even really a montage. It's because of this, um, uh, this chase happening, the Fratellis right. break out of jail, and you get introduced to like every single Goonie, or at, at the at the at least the kids that matter, uh, right? The ones at, that at are that the important, yeah, the important right. ones. And I kind of like that. Like I, I forgot about that opening. Yeah, me too. I totally spaced the opening. Yeah, because I'm I'm used to uh, just remembering Chunk going to the house. And the kids already being there, right. and then uh, data like blasting through the front, you know, <laughs> through the screen door. Little, uh, uh, is it James Bond music? Doing a dangerous freaking stunt there, man! Yeah. Oh my god! Oh man, I wonder. Ziplining across the way, like hey, homemade zipline. By the way, it's not even like a trailblazer. I'm, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not a state sanctioned. <laughs> like you know, like I'm sure that's not a sanctioned uh, 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 zipline, homemade zipline, dude. Can't oh, be man. that. Yeah, they took a lot of chances. These kids. I have to credit this movie for, um, I don't remember many of it, but I feel like this movie also inspired me to like build things or create things, invent things like Data did, you know, just kind of like out of household items. Um, I don't remember any of it, but I do remember, and this may not even be related to to the Goonies, but I I once built my own lunchbox out of uh, cardboard. Nice. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey man, I, hey, no, take what you can get. It's a bit embarrassing, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I uh, I didn't have my own lunchbox, and I wanted to bring cold lunch one day, and so I kind of MacGyvered a uh, box. Got something together. Yeah, something <laughs> together. I, I cut it in half, and then I got like Velcro to work as like fasteners for the, for the box, and I got a string, you know, so I can carry it and stuff. Anyway, nice. Um, nice. The other thing is like. That scene up in the, uh, Mikey's attic, you know, where they find the uh, the map for the first right. time. Right. I, anytime I'm in anybody's garages or whatever the fuck, like I am always wandering around looking for that something, you know, that that might be worth something or lead right. me to to a, to a, a random restaurant. But <laughs> 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 the tunnel. Um, the other thing, man, Chester Copperpot. That name is like. I don't know. It, it all, almost reminds me of like Oswald Cobblepot, you know, from Batman Returns, who's the penguin. You know, the oh, name right. is kind That's of right. very similar. Yeah. But this guy, like, I I like how, you know, we talk about how there's a bunch of kids in this movie, but the addition of the subplot of Chester and how he was trying to find this this treasure, this this ship, and dying in, in the way... 
as a kid, you're just like, holy cow, like any of these kids can die because they're they're just kids. They're not treasure right. hunters like this exactly. guy. So it adds a little bit of stake to it too. So I felt like this movie was a little bit more grown up you know, than it should have been, honestly. I mean, uh, with the swearing with the kids, the, right. the dead body in the freezer. <laughs> right. With, with the bullet hole in the head. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I don't think Copperpot was very good at treasure hunting because he didn't last very long. He's just barely down the tunnel and already like got booby trapped. <laughs> to be fair, booby he was booby by trapped. himself. Oh, <laughs> yeah, fine. Bo- okay. Booby trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said booby trap. Booby trap. That's what that's, I said. That's what I said. I love that whole running the running line, the running joke the whole time with like a couple of or two or three of the kids were saying the same thing. Like that's what I said. <laughs> I, <laughs> that show was pretty good, man. I wonder if maybe that's where I get my uh, my version of like, oh yeah, English is my second language, uh, right? Or you know, I always hard. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that that's from that's from Devin. You know, where he's oh. like, words are hard. So right, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah I, read more, yeah, read less. Actually, he's, he's read <laughs> right. less. I know he's team. I know he's hashtag read less, but I'm yes. telling him to read more. <laughs> right. Well, th- that's something I said to you when you talked about reading LOTR. I was right. just like, oh, yeah, right, right. You read more. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oof, and that's man. a lot. <laughs> I, I bet. That's a lot of reading, but <laughs> That's a lot of reading. I mean, if the extended versions are in the indication. That, that's, those are some long stories. Yeah. There's like a lot of stuff that ended up on the cutting room. Uh, not cutting room floor, but they, they couldn't put in there. There's like no way. There's a whole, I think on the first one, on the Fellowship of the Ring, there's like a whole ass section. They're like, there's no way they could put this in the room. It's, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. No, I got you. Uh, now you mentioned that Data is your um, your favorite Goonie. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to put the words in your mouth, but did you, did yeah. you like? Uh, did you? I don't know. I, I identify maybe, or did you like any of the other guys at all? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just like Data because he was. I, th- I thought it was like uh, cool because he had all the gadgets and because he was different than all the other kids, you know. So and growing up where I did, it's like oh, it's good to see like. A kid that wasn't just another white kid, you know what I mean? It could have easily been just all a bunch oh, of sure. white kids doing this shit, right? So it was nice to see somebody like that was different. I'm like, oh, cool, you know? Like I grew up, yeah, I grew up in San Francisco. There's maybe like two or three different Asian people there, so I and I knew them. So there you go, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he easily could have just been like the token Asian kid, the 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 That's foreign true. exchange student, you know? Oh, or, long okay, duck they could have treated him. I was just going to say that. They, yeah. they could have treated him like 16 Candles, right? Yeah. Or they could have treated him like any multiple other kind of movies that, that have done that with whatever token slash non-white kid or whatever. Yeah. And mind you, there is a little bit of that. I think there's a little bit of that just because they can't help themselves because it's the 80s. Sure. And, you know, Hollywood and whatnot. Not really a great track record when it comes to dealing with, with any uh, any kind of uh, person of color, particularly Asian people, they do that. Yeah. There's just like really long uh, history of like them being extremely uh insensitive to say the least you know to put it mildly sure. um but for him he was very he was very important i mean he saved their asses like multiple times but oh sure you the know he had his slick. own thing and i do i do love how, <laughs> i love how he really like didn't take any shit do you know what i mean like yeah. he wasn't necessarily a pushover right so that was kind of i like that yeah, that was forward thinking on Chris Columbus's part. You know, the writer of this, who also right. directed like Home Alone, and yeah, yeah, he also directed Home Alone. It was John Hughes that actually wrote Home Alone. Um, I like Chris Columbus movies. You know, he did the first Harry Potter, the two, first two Harry Potter movies. Right. I, I believe he also directed Nine Months, which um, I, I remember it being funny. I, I wonder if that holds up. Did you ever see that one, Hugh Grant and oh. uh, Julia Moore? No, I have not seen that one. Oh, that I I like it because I remember Robin Williams playing like a Russian OBGYN doctor. <laughs> oh wow, 
I'm sure that would open well. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Goldblum's in it, too. That the I remember that being a good movie. Um, oh, I might have to check it out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I do like the fact that they give Data something to do and that he's not treated like, you know, a lot of those Asian characters from that era. Because, um, again, like, they easily could have given the inventions to somebody else. Oh, actually, I was just thinking about Mouth. What'd you guys... Oh, what'd, oh what'd you guys... Okay, what did you, so... Yes. I was going to say, because that's the only other character I think that might have been more, like, that I might possibly relate to, Mouth, because I have... I fucking have a mouth on me, so I can see, like, maybe at that age, um, getting myself in trouble. A little, <laughs> little sarcastic, a uh, little... A little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A little, you know. ex, a little extra, and I can see that probably driving people fucking nuts. And What about the the Espanol, getting, right? The Espanol the with, the, with the... Uh... Yeah, the terrible, the terrible Spanish that he was doing, yeah. Dude, you, you recognize her from Salinas? <laughs> What? Oh, is she? she oh, is she, that? she Yolanda. Is she the one? She played oh. Yolanda, man. Okay. I th- right? I is, wasn't... Isn't that her name? The Yolanda was that the the, the killer? The killer. Yeah, she, she's the, the one shooter. that. Uh, she was like her manager right, and killed her. Or right, right. Or uh, president of fan club. I don't know, but uh, oh, whatever. That's the same actress. Okay. No, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe uh, you, Peter. <laughs> okay. You don't got to convince me. I believe, I believe you're not being racist. <laughs> <laughs> she looks just like that other lady. Um. I do like that though, but I mean, th- there's not like a, a whole lot of like huge setups, but I like like these little touches too because, you know, it kind of comes back later too. Um, I don't know, maybe like reading the Latin stuff later yeah. on. Well, and, it pays off, man. It pays yeah. off because you have again, the, each team member serves a purpose, you know, and even Chunk, right? Obviously, Chunk was like sure. the comedic relief, and they're treated him. They everybody treated him kind of crappy. Oh yeah, because he's they a all kid. did. Yeah. He's, yeah, exactly, right? And there's there's that trope too, right? He, he the probably bigger, looks the bigger like kid worse. the best. Well, I mean, Josh Brolin is, you know, is quite oh, a yeah. specimen. Oh, yeah, right nowadays, I see but, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He He's like all fit and he's a lawyer and stuff like that. Jeff Cohen, I think is his name. Right. Yeah. So I would say that, he, you know, with him making friends with, um, why can't I remember his name? Oh, Sloth. <laughs> Sloth. Sloth is very difficult, obviously. It's a monosyllabic word. I have terrible, <laughs> look. I have a horrible time remembering names like Bob and <laughs> and Mike <laughs> sure. for some fucking reason. Anyway, Sloth. Yeah, the, the fact that 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 Sloth is kind of like a very like for a kid you're like oh my this is a very scary character, right? Especially the first time like like we see him, right? But Chunk's like, you know, basically, hey, we we're going to we're going to find common ground with a uh, chocolate with a uh, baby Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and go from there. I ate baby Ruth because of this movie. Really? Yeah, it's not my favorite, but I ate it yeah, because not, of it. <laughs> maybe it's not really that good. I nah. mean, they're they're okay. I mean, if Give I'm desperate for a chocolate payday. bar, payday exactly. man, Snickers. I haven't had a payday in a while. That's a good one too. Payday is a good one. I am a fan of uh, almond joy though. I like almond joy. Almond joy is another good one. I mean, if if I have to, if I have to, I'll get a mound. But I'm more of an almond joy guy. Yeah, I'm with you on that too. Yep. Uh, if you ever go to Dutch Brothers, you can order yourself like an iced almond joy. Actually, I think it might be Kokomo. But anyway, Almond Joy, they, yeah, they, they get the coconut chocolate. Oh, yeah, that's good. Brother. That's good stuff. Anyway, we're talking about, yeah, Chunk. Uh, chunk and yeah. Sloth. But Andy, she also uh, knows how to play piano. Yes, exactly. That was fun. That was a fun and kind of a tense scene as well. I remember that. That's one of the iconic scenes too, right? Yeah, yeah I would say and so. How- Hey, wait, who ran? Was it Data that ran into them? Like they hit hit all the keys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> See, and you talk about Chunk being the comedic relief, but again, like his ga- uh, Data's gadgets alone also provide some comedic relief. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, like the uh, the slippery slick shoes, slick shoes they, the, the log 
That's yeah. fun. The grabbing. What is that grabbing mouth oh, the, thing? The, the shattering teeth. The... <laughs> yeah, right. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I like. Uh, that also reminds me of like Batman '89 too with the Joker, where like Batman ah. knocks his teeth out and it is those. Um, yeah, that must have been a lot of fun to like come up with those like little inventions too, just to give to a character. You know, right. um, can, can you imagine like you, you kind of said it too, like how he saved their asses quite a bit without that character alone. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how far they would have gotten. They're not getting very far, but um, yeah, but again, everybody played the role. It was it was pretty sweet. Uh, again, it's a kids' adventure movie, right? I mean, it, and that's being of that era and being of that age. That's like perfect, you know. Like, oh, that's a fun, that's a fun ass movie. You know, another another big movie for me, like. And, I, and it was an older movie, which is I was younger, and I saw that in the theater. It was uh, E.T., right? It's right. kind of another yeah. one. So that's another like iconic one. And um, so when they, whenever those movies came out in that era, that's like the kind of, you know, kind of, they're a big deal. Yeah. You know? Now, um, I'm a little salty, like, at the end of the movie, how they just let the ship go. What like, the fuck? Yeah, there's a lot of treasures on there. What, what are you there's doing? Like, oh, okay. So you get a little, and I forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, they just, you get it. You get a bag of jewels. That's great. But can you go? Fetch the freaking ship, please. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That made me mad. Salty. I see what you did there. Yes. <laughs> uh, the yeah, that's something to behold too. Like to find a ship with that much treasure in it. I I always remember the scene too where um, Mama Fratelli, you know, she pulls out like you know the bead. Yeah, I remember <laughs> out that. Of, yeah. Like mouth's mouth. Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and then like smacks the back of his head for like a few more. I love how she's like, wait, you're the one they call mouth. How come you're so quiet all of a sudden? I'm like, oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that, that's so good, too. And just everything involving them is is so tense. Um, Like when Chunk escapes and then happens to run into them in the middle of the road. Right. There's that. Uh, where they're underneath the, the floorboards and like the water like spills. And yep. yeah, all of that, man. Like The fact that Chunk can't hold anything without dropping it. <laughs> that was, that again, that, that, that pace off multiple times you know in the beginning of the movie where we first see him yeah right and then <laughs> and then like and i'm like and i'm thinking why why are you making him drop the the treasure map thing just, just break it yourself <laughs> just so you can blame him for it that's oh. fucked up well what about the um mikey's mom's favorite piece <laughs> oh god right. that's her favorite piece <laughs> i don't remember when i was when i realized like the is it uh, double entendre Right? Is that is that what? Yeah, it's right. Called? Yeah, Where, that's the word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember I when I realized that, but at some point I was just like, "Oh damn!" Like he he mean both things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely not as a kid. Not when I first saw it, for sure. Right. Um, I I do own the Blu-ray, but I never. I don't even remember if there's like any supplemental material, uh, materials. But I do remember like, um, there's some deleted scenes. I feel I came across YouTube like years ago, um, uh, and I feel that there was like more. That was cut. That kind of explains like the um, the I don't know if you want to call it rivalry, but basically the beef between old you know rich entitled uh, homebro versus Brad, you know, and because oh. at one point like I think he like kind of picks on everybody, and um, Brad kind of like steps in to like uh, defend his brother basically, and I don't know because. W- without that, you're just kind of like this guy's just a dick. Like w- what's up his ass? But he just he's just a bully. Yeah, I don't think you need that. I mean, I, I understand how you can throw that in there and kind of as more reference for sure. it, but I think the movie played itself out of fine. You know what I mean? Like, 
he's an asshole. There's enough characters as it is. Exactly. Yeah. And and you can see that. I mean, that one scene with the bike and the, and the car and the little little bike was enough to show you what kind of a dick he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and then later on in the well, it makes the it, all that tracks. Yeah. I, wait. So how how much do you think Andy weighs? <laughs> uh, t- I don't 110? know. Like one, yeah, 105 maybe. Yeah, okay. 110. How, how much do you think that jacket weighs? <laughs> <laughs> like a pound and a half. Okay, all right. It was a sweater. Okay. It wasn't even a jacket. It was yeah. a sweater. And those yeah. guys are like pulling up like, what do you guys think she was? Was she, a f- <laughs> she like Was she like a wood sprite? Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't even, oh, man, like the, his reaction. They're not the brightest, not the no. brightest guys. And it, yeah, that was, that was silly. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, hindsight, like you wonder like, well, why, why was he thrown in there? Because like you have the Fratellis, they're the bad guys. Right. Exactly. Why do you I have. Mean, just to this? have that, because if you're kids, they're, they're, it's a staple of uh, any kid's movie to have some kind of bully in there. Right. Okay. Yeah, it might yeah. just be a trope, man. It might just be, and but but You're he right. wasn't the main person though. He wasn't the main bad guy. You're right. The Fratellis were, you know, which uh, I forgot until I watched it again. I'm like, oh yeah, one of the Fratelli uh, brothers is uh, Joey Pants. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, uh, also the captain from uh, Bad Boys. You know, yep. he's in everything, man. He he's he up, really man. is in everything. That that dude, man, he's good. Matrix. Yeah, exactly. Um, Matrix. Freaking Memento. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah. Well, he was big in The Sopranos too, man. Like for a couple of seasons. Ah, didn't watch that one, but you covered that on TV in my brain. Yep, that's the, right. The, the rewatches. Um, I don't know. Pretty, pretty straightforward, man. Like I, I again, I feel like most people have seen this movie. Uh, most podcasts probably already reviewed it at one point or another. It's just a fun watch. It is a fun right. watch. Straightforward adventure. It's, it's a fun on, watch. I'm gonna watch it. Oh, what, what scene are we on? Because it, yeah, it's just it, it's an adventure, and it's you know, I mean, I think this was also one of the reasons that I would ultimately watch anything that was kind of like pirate related. Oh, okay. The one I say that, but then like the one movie that I never watched was like was it Cutthroat Island? Was that what it was called? With um, I feel With, like Gina Davis. Yeah, Gina Davis, Matthew Modine, maybe. Possibly. I did see that one. Is that what it's called? Cutthroat Island? Yeah, I think I mean, it is called Cutthroat Island. Yeah. Is that an actual pirate movie? Like, I, it is an, that's a straight up pirate movie. Okay. Because the, the, the thing is, like, I feel I didn't watch it because it wasn't very marketed well. Like, it just, you know what I mean? Like, it kind of just came and went. Right. But I, I would be interested to go back and watch it if somebody was like, hey, actually, that's a pretty good movie. No, oh, I don't. I don't remember any of it. I just remember it's this. It's this like, nobody ever talks movie, about the movie. But, you know, I was heavily, I was like, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean, 2003. I was like, yes, please. You know, uh, and that kind of just brought that back. Mm. Did you ever watch that movie Pirates uh, with the uh, women cast? Which one? (laughs) It's called Pirates? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay, wait a minute. Is this like, are we talking about adult film? Is that what we're talking about? I mean, there's adults in the movie. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, that came out too. I don't think I've seen that one. No, okay. There is a um, there is a uh, animated movie called Pirates, which is funny. It was pretty good. Okay, interesting. Uh, voice, uh, the main voice is Hugh Grant. Really? Is this more recent? I've never uh, heard maybe, of this. Maybe it's like eight years old or something, possibly. Maybe 10 years old? Okay. I, I know it because my son, oh man, maybe it is 10 years old. Because uh, that sounds about right. Because that's like one of, that was one of his favorites when he was a kid. It, it, was, it, was, fun, it was a fun watch. I, I was just kind of like uh, looking over the cast list, and um, one one thing uh, I guess I kind of forgot, 
And it always kind of bothered me too. Like over the years, it's just like that scene where Andy and Mikey kiss, and she thought she didn't know it was like Mikey the whole time. You know, it did yeah, like the callback a... later with the braces. Right. I mean, it's it's fun. Yeah. Whatever. It's kid. But I was just uh, even as a kid, I was like, really? You, you didn't? Okay. You're like, All right. Exactly. How does that fly? How does that work? Okay. Yeah. And not only that, but her friend Steph didn't say nothing after the fact. She could have been like, yeah, that was. You, what? She just let her Mikey, believe right? it the whole time? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Brand Jace. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <Not even. laughs> um, goes on to go, yeah, become Rudy and stuff. Like, Sean Aston, I, I like him. I like him. He's a good Sean Aston, man. Like, uh, we didn't like him in 51st this... Dates, though. I didn't. No. Yeah. I thought that character was. Um, anyway, we didn't need him. <laughs> that that came up today uh, at work. Um, oh, it did. Yeah, I don't know if I I, I told you, but uh, I got. Uh, you know, I I work in a. Actually, the funny thing is, like, the white guys at work are the minorities. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wait, did somebody? Did one of them show up with like uh like a jersey, like a half jersey? No, 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 no. Um, Cut off. Because we no. we we got one guy that's like super woke. You know, he he uh-huh. went to like one of the protests and. He's always, you know, talking about like, the, the, you, know, well, you know, we're not supposed to talk political at work, but it happens. And then oh, of course, we, yeah. we got the other guy who, who's like, well, I'm not, I'm not watching videos on either sides. So, so I'm not going to like side with one or the other. And then the other guy's like, well, you are part of the problem. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so they always fight, man. They always fight. We always have to like, guys, it's, hey, cut it out. You know, yeah. a supervisor has to step in all the time. It's, it's always these two guys. And then... um Somebody, we have a, a Bluetooth speaker at, at work, and you know sometimes we're taking turns um, plugging in and playing our songs, or whatever. But so anyway, somebody requested um, "Brother Is." Okay, that's the guy who plays the ukulele version of "Over the Rainbow." Right. Yeah. Okay. And then the problematic homie was all like, "Oh man!" Uh, and, then, and then before he could say it, I go, "Yeah, this was in Fifty First Dates." He's like, "Oh man, it's such a good movie." And then <laughs> woke homeboy is like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and that started them off, man. Like, and oh then, my god, and, that's hilarious! And then I had to be like, I was like, yeah, I can say his name because nobody's gonna know. But like, I was like, hey, Jackson, um, you might want to rewatch that movie, man, because it's a little problematic. He's like, what? No, it's sweet, man. He like, he's a nice guy too. To Drew Barrymore, oh, god. and they went at it about the whole short term memory thing. And I'm like, right. you know, we had the same conversation on my review of Fifty uh, First Dates. Like, I was still kind of like, I like their chemistry, but I get that you know it's yeah. problematic as fuck. <laughs> yeah, that I can't believe how bad of a, how, how how big of a problem it was until I watched it again. I'm all like, oh my god, I remember liking this. Yeah, and then uh, but you're right, but they do have great they do have great chemistry, you know. So I still yet to rewatch uh, the wedding singer, which I need to rewatch just to see. All oh, right, know? you did mention that. Um, I would like to rewatch that too, just you know, to kind of revisit all the the, the music again. You know, it, yeah, that, exactly. That's, that's one of the um, better Sandler movies with like a uh, overall good soundtrack. You know, it ends right. with true. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm forgetting some of the other songs in there, but um, you know, you got the DeLorean, uh, Julia Gulia. <laughs> Julia Gulia. I know. I always remember <laughs> <Okay>. that. <laughs> like, like, I, and I was thinking uh, when he when he wasn't singing or whatever, I can't remember which part it was, and they they like uh, the other singer took over and was doing Boy George and it was oh, doing right, time. Right. Uh, do, what, <laughs> um, did you really want to hurt me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was. Uh, I had a dude. Lo, lo, Alexa, like, real quick. Alexis Arquette, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, real quick. I had a coworker who did that. Like, she's like really good. She's a singer, and she's she's really funny. And like, she she used to do the like the beginning that like, give me time, 
and she like oh, yeah. sound exactly like, like 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 the actor doing that version and it sounded dead so ass good. like it i was like but she but she would just bust it out in the middle of nowhere would be at work like in the office or whatever and she just like <laughs> sing it out she belts it out and that shit was fucking hilarious it would just kill me every time and i'd be like oh my god uh-huh. killing me anyway yeah that's yeah <laughs> anyway that's some some fun stuff but we're not here for that we're here for pirates and treasure <laughs> yes we are um i mean i pretty much said everything i wanted to um it, it, clearly it's a recommend it's a staple of my childhood love the goonies um this came out in 1985 for anyone interested i i feel you know maybe a good good amount of the the listeners that, that listen to the show probably are familiar with um you know, friends of the show, So I Married a Movie Geek, uh, I was on one of their draft episodes uh, where we drafted 1985 movies. Um, you know, this this was one of uh, one of the picks. It wasn't one of mine. And uh, I got the, you know, a little bit of a spoiler here if anyone is, you know, going to eventually check it out. But I got the number one draft pick and I went with the, the, the no-brainer. I went with Back to the Future Part 1. It also came out in 1985. Right. I did not win that one. I mean, because you know, you, you don't you don't know the results because you know it's it's post recording and all that, right? They put the episode out, then they put the poll up. Who's got the best list, kind of thing? But it's one of those things, man. Like, and the funny thing is, I picked the draft order too. Like, they, they he showed um, Justin, the host, he showed us like a jar of I don't know if it was M and M's or what, but I got the closest without I don't know if it was going over, but I got the closest uh, to how many. Uh, M&M's are in a jar kind of thing. So I picked the draft order, went with the number one because I, I I had to pick Back to the Future. But I think in doing that, I shot myself in the foot because yep. my second pick wasn't as strong where Wes, who went number two, got like freaking Breakfast Club and Goonies. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I forgot yeah. what the hell my second pick was, but it, it, it wasn't no damn Goonies and Breakfast Club, <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you that. By then, by then, you probably already were like slim pick, you know Slimmer pickings, I should say. Slimmer pickings, absolutely. Because it's like, you know, back in the 80s, you had, man, I mean, in the entire year, you probably had like two, maybe 300 movies. Now you try to pull up like Box Office Mojo, you got like a thousand movies now. Right, you know, exactly. Because you got yeah. independent film and, and, and all these things. So a lot more uh, people able to make movies a lot quicker now. But anyway, um, you know, we we both said how much we like this movie online. It's very very close. But you know, what we do for those that are tuning in for the first time, we pull up the websites and kind of see what people rank it elsewhere. Um, on IMDb, seven point eight out of ten. That's pretty high there. You're almost looking at an eight. And is um on Rotten Tomatoes, it is fresh with a seventy five percent. So very close. It's almost the same score, uh, really. But. You think that's about right? You think that's yeah. too high, to yeah. low? Yeah, just about no. right. 75%. I mean, I would give it eighty percent, but for me, it's only it's, there's a lot of nostalgia in that too. Sure, you know sure, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's definitely, I think, overall, if you look at it as a film, I have, you know, there's some kind of maybe um, parts that are not necessarily the best or whatever. Maybe some of like the um, acting's not the greatest. It's kind of hard with kids or whatever. But you know, sure. Sean is a good kid, a good kid, good actor. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. he's a good kid too, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> um, he saved Mr. Frodo. Anyway, so like... Uh, well, that was an adult, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. He could have been well, a shitty kid. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, he, no, he was a good... He's a good good actor, and Brolin's a good actor. You know, so they're definitely... It's a good cast. It's a good exactly, cast. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And uh, Martha Pl- Plimpton, she, she's a good actress, too. And so, they, you know, so you have a good enough mix in there. Um, you know, and can't can't sleep on uh, Corey, Corey Feldman, too, you know, because he's decent enough. You know, he's... Half of the lot of, kind of movie. Exactly. <laughs> 
Also so, voice of Donatello from Ninja Turtles 1 and 3. Nice. Yeah. I did not know that for some reason. I should have <laughs> known that. But yeah. anyway, um, you know, whatever. But as far as like giving it an 8 out of 10, because I will sit, if I see it, I will watch it again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I will. I was having fun watching it, watching it uh, today because I did watch it earlier today. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, I gave it an 8. Hell yeah. You, you know, I mean, aside from like um, making me fascinated with like pirates later on, I feel like the 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 treasure hunting part of it and the clues. I think that's yep. as a kid, that's that what fun. made me like reading stories like uh, Encyclopedia Brown and the Hardy Boys. Yep. The clues like that, man, like it helps you. It, it promotes thinking, you know, and challenging yep. your brain and stuff like that. So I so I do like the whole map aspect of, of the movie and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I agree. You know, that that's about right. You know, uh, a C, C plus, whatever. Um, really highly enjoy it. It's kind of weird to say like we're like oh eighty percent so good. Then you you say like a letter grade C. You know, that doesn't sound as good. <laughs> but yeah, you're you barely know. passing. You can play sports. <laughs> B, B plus A minus. You know, it's right there. I think my very few. I mean, I have very few criticisms of this movie, uh, and I do um, acknowledge that this is one of those movies. Like if you come on too late, it's probably not for you. Um, right, agreed. but Sloth's makeup, uh, aside from his ears, just the look of him is 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 always been a little, little on the side of disturbing for me. But okay, I think that's I the idea. That. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, that is. Yeah, right, right. But um, yeah, I think the whole point is that it's disturbing to see. But then at the same time, it's like, well, he's probably he's the best for Telly. He is out of all the Fratellis, yes. he's the best for Telly. Biggest heart, you know, uh, means yep. it means well and. Superman and all that too. A little nod to Richard right. Donner directing Superman. Yep. So there you go. Um, yep, I think I think that's gonna do it. Uh, I, I don't know what's coming up next, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tease it just because we I already mentioned the movie, but we have something huge planned for uh, an upcoming review for it's also 35th anniversary coming up. So just uh, tune in for that. You guys can probably guess what it is, but a big episode coming up. Uh, I'm I'm thinking so big that we're gonna have a total of five people. That's including us two on this review. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but either way, should be a blast. It's good, yeah. So, yeah. um, Mariano, where can people find you on social media if they want to? Uh, uh, maybe talk about Cutthroat Island. <laughs> <laughs> sure, if you want to give me all your Cutthroat Island questions, <laughs> hit me up on Twitter at Papa Elefantes at P A P A E L E F A N T E. All right, uh, for me, uh, you can find the show on Instagram and Twitter, also at Podstalgic. Um, that's gonna do it. I want to thank everybody for your guys' continued support. Um, I'm, you know, we. You know, I, I don't know if we're quite hitting like a stride because it still comes down to our availability. But, you know, as we continue to find like fun movies to do, I think I think it, it motivates us just a little bit more to be like, all right, yeah, let's let's, let's do it. Let's, you know, get it out there. Um, you know what it is? I, I feel like ever since we got that new cover art for, for the podcast, it's, it's like almost feels like re- more motivation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Kind of like, man. Yeah, let, 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 let's get some more visibility on that. And yep. again, like you know, with the release of Bill and Ted three coming out soon, and yep. and um, again another big anniversary coming up. Two, so. Like it was two anniversaries this year. Yeah, you're right. Right for, yeah. for one that, and three for a certain franchise. Yeah, for a certain franchise uh, indeed. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.